Hey, all you feline fanciers. This is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back to You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome, welcome. Where we tell you crazy stories of humans versus nature mm-hmm. so that you won't die out there. That's the truth. And uh, we're gonna kind of get into it. So I think we're gonna go over whatever we might have for corrections or updates. And then we'll talk about our science news of the week. Yes, and then I we'll have get something. Into the story. Oh, you do, really? Yes. Um, oh yes i spoke with christine over the phone the other day my my pipetter friend in oh yeah Honolulu. hi yeah. christine christine and she had suggested that we listen to science versus the podcast called science versus sweet and i'm like yeah I mean, we'll have to go check it out so i think everyone should go check that out i really i trust her her sensibi- sensibilities, her podcast sensibilities. Well, yeah, because she loves us. Oh, of course. So there you have it. <laughs> then, so what's it about? She gave me a couple like rundowns. Mm-hmm. They just recently did a couple episodes on snakes. Oh, sweet. So of course I was like, oh, that's super cool. Uh, but it's like looking at things uh, that people talk about, maybe misunderstandings, misconceptions right. about science and then the actual science. So they actually go through literature Mm-hmm. and talk about the actual science behind certain things like anti-vaxxing or snakes or whatever, just like a wide variety. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, that's super cool. I'm going to check that out. So science versus. Yeah. I'll, I'll look for it on the Apple podcast. Definitely. Do you have any updates from our last episode? I do. Everybody, I kind of apologize for the last... Well, okay. The last episode was a lot. It was a lot of information. Yeah. I was having a week, but that doesn't excuse anything. <laughs> sure. um, but I got as much as I could in there. But I did realize that I forgot a couple of things that I just want to throw in here. And first of all, is that when I mentioned that my great grandpa, so his name was Rufus, which is just awesome, that that's he a, was. That's a great name. It's a great name. He was in, he was a World War One veteran uh-huh. and he did go overseas. Um, he was in the army. Mm-hmm. But I also want to mention that I just come from a long line. My grandfather, who kind of raised me, he was in um, the Navy in World War Two, cool. as were his brothers, his two older brothers. Um, and my dad was served two tours in Vietnam. So I forgot to kind of say thank you to all the service men and women out there for all your sacrifices. And, you know, I know there's an, an enormous amount of stories where people have had to not only survive the war, mm-hmm. but they've also had to survive some sort of nature aspect. But that story last week, Jan's story was insane. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, who survives an avalanche and, anyway? And the toes, the picture of him showing his toes... Whew. Crazy. Yeah, cutting off your own toes. Nope. I mean, I can barely like stand it when somebody pricks my finger. Sure. To get a little blood sample, I'm like, ee. You get a paper cut. You're like, I'm injured for the rest of the week. I yeah, can't I type. I can't even do anything. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even. I mean, it's like when my kids like they have a little scratch or something. They don't want to get in the bath. <laughs> yes. They're like, it burns. I'm like, get in there. Yeah. You're like shoving them down. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting off your own toes. Whole nother thing. And the other thing I was going to mention that I forgot last week was you remember I said that the SS officer that um oh was with the porn name 
Kurt Stone? Wait, no. Kurt Stage. Stage. Yeah. So he was the one that was, you know, in Norway for quite a while, and mm-hmm. he was tracking him, and he worked with the Gestapo, and he was, you know, a real piece of shit, like yeah. all of them. Yeah. He actually died for war crimes, but in Yugoslavia, because he had afterwards from Norway gone there and made done more horrible things. Jesus. And so he was sentenced to death in 1947 and hanged for his war crimes. Excellent. Anyway, I forgot to kind of close out that guy's yeah, yeah. chapter because as we know, some SS officers got away, some went into hiding, mm-hmm. but not that guy. Nice. Yeah. That's great. He got his comeuppance. And I and I did read that the people in Norway, they did want to bring him back mm-hmm. to go to trial for his war crimes, but it was already a done deal. Uh. They're like, never mind. We got, I mean, it's, we got him. That's all I had for updates from last week. So sorry I missed those couple of things I meant to add in. Get it together, Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just, you know, life. Life happens. It happens. It's all good. Yeah. I think the story was great. I really enjoyed it. I love reindeer. Loved all the information you shared with us. Yeah. And, and I, I've heard from a couple of folks who are like, they also loved it a lot. So that's good. It's that's good. good. It was it was too interesting not to tell. I don't have any other updates from that anyway from the episode we do have a couple of things still going we still have our giveaway going well probably by the time you hear this you will have seen that we have extended the giveaway and contest through april april 31st yes no 30th 30 days have september april june and november right there you go yeah it's all good (laughs) yeah so we're gonna extend that and we're also um we'll post again how you can get your giveaway and enter for the contest we have a few people already that we have on the list so thank you for that we'll start mailing things as soon as we get it together yes we are on it we're We're also working on some merch as we speak we're doing it it's getting done it's going to be out there and if you are already a patreon then you can get a percentage off of that merch but you also get um something free if you sign up to be a patreon yes and right now i think we have two patreons i mentioned scott previously and then we also have another patreon who just joined so yes very excited about that you can go to our website you're gonna die out there.com and see everything you need to see on there sweet yeah so, so i don't think i have any updates i'll be telling our wonderful story today i am so excited to hear about it i know but before we get there uh do you have any science news jen i didn't have anything new in science this week but cool. i do have just some interesting um little tidbits some facts if you will that i thought were just interesting and it's totally relevant oh, to, to our podcast and i thought you would be interested to know deadliest creatures worldwide Oh my god, I love it! By annual number of human deaths, and so this is a this is a t- statistics um, from 2018. Cool. Here we go. Yes. How many people have died by these am I gonna, animals? Am I going to guess, or you're just going to tell us? No, I'm going to. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, good. I mean, if you want to guess, but that might <laughs> take a while. That, that'll take forever. That's like my kids are like, guess what I drew a picture of, and I'm like, I. You're like, just freaking tell me. I like just I a cat. I don't know. They're like, no. Guess <laughs> again. You hear a picture of me? No. <laughs> like, just tell me. Okay. Here it is. Lions. 22 Ooh. people. And this is worldwide. 22 people like get eaten by lions? And this is an annual. This is kind of like an annual average number. Yeah. Does it say ages of those people? No. Oh, those no. I'm just, just giving you. A, I'm just throwing out oh, okay, a number. Okay. okay, okay? okay, okay. 22. Um, elephants. 500. Shut the fuck. 
like elephants we need are to pissed do, we need to do an episode on elephants we are I know gonna we do. said it before we have to do it that. elephants are like you guys can just fuck straight off right because i think just so many shitty things have and, happened to them and bulls like elephant the bulls are they're pretty crazy yeah can you guess what's next alligators no hippopotamuses no those guys they're they're so also 500 on average a, <gasps> annually can you imagine getting eaten by a hippopotamus no nope. i can't I, those sounds horrible i hope it would be fast like just one big crunch right and then it's just a done deal but you know it's slow <laughs> <laughs> well here's the next one and this one has got to be a little more slow this is when you think that you're looking really hot uh-huh. but you actually have tapeworms no <laughs> And 700 people a year die from tapeworms. Do you think that there's a percentage of those people who have like self-inflicted tapeworms? Definitely. I I mean, I've read about it that some people yeah, give some it people to themselves. That. Right. Is that is that true? I, it's, I I feel like it's happened. I don't know if it's still something going on, but I feel like these were not the case. That sounds horrible. These are like in Water. countries where people just don't mm. have. Well, I think you get tapeworms from, well, I know from animals you get from fleas. Oh, that's right. Ingesting right. fleas. That's right. And I've seen them because I used to work at an animal hospital right. and it's, they're grossy because they just like come straight out the butt, like looks like rice yeah. it, and they or they're all around. stuck together. Yeah. 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 Nope. No, thank you. Okay, so next on the list, you guessed it, crocodiles. Hey. Crocodiles. Lake Placid. Just in its, just that's just where they itself. all died. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> a thousand people. Good Lord. Yep. And the other one is a, a oh shit, Ascaris. Well, roundworms. Oh, Let's just okay. say yeah, roundworms. Yeah, yeah. Roundworms. Okay. 4,500 people. Dang. And those are the ones that come out looking like spaghetti. Yes. Gross. I remember Gross. seeing when I was taking invertebrate zoology, I remember seeing a picture of like a person mm-hmm. with roundworms coming out of all the orifices. And I was like, that's. We had a Peace Corps story, right? Oh, Where she pulled it? out a roundworm oh, out of right. her butt. We did. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's that easy. It just. People in these countries where they don't have access to very, very common medicine. Like we take our dogs to the vet and they give them, you know, they just have to drink this thing for a couple of days and it's gone. There's another one called the Tetsi flies. Oh, the um, Tetsi. Tetsi. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't know if the T was silent. I remember those. Yeah, so that's another one. And it's called like a sleeping disease. Uh, People get like real sick from that. And so 10,000 people a year die from that. God. And there's another one called assassin bugs. Like, obviously, assassin bugs going to kill 12,000 people a year. There's poisonous snails. I know there's the marine snails, like the cone. Yeah, the cone snail. Yeah, those kill 20,000 people well, a year. And also, I mean, there's a lot of diseases that snails carry anyway. I think about the uh, rat lungworm. That yes. was like a big outbreak in Hawaii a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. like, it comes from that African, giant African snail. Mm-hmm. That's invasive. But yeah. anyway. Okay, so... Can you guess who's next on the list or what is next on the list? Sparrows. Just pecking people's eyes out. No? No. <laughs> Dogs. Oh, no. I know. Aww. Man's best friend. Wow. So that 35,000 people. It turns out crocodiles are better friends to men. <laughs> so go back to farming your cro- your baby crocodiles. Oh, my God. It's safer. I mean, I'm looking at my my sweet dogs and I'm like, really? No. But, you know, you think about it. I know, you know, especially even here on Guam, there are a lot of wild dogs that are actually in the forest Mm -hmm. and they go in packs and they will attack people. I mean, yeah, I I haven't heard of anything happening here. Sure. But it could. It's scary because they're wild. Well, I am more afraid of a pack of wild dogs running around here Mm -hmm. than like the deer 
or you know like yeah. kind of like larger ungulates because they're dogs in a pack like that's some crazy stuff that's some crazy stuff so it's not i mean it's that aspect of it but also mm-hmm. just bad owners yeah so there you got that um next up is you guessed it snakes hey one hundred thousand people Listen. i mean and we're talking about like black mambas i mean all yeah. those peace corps volunteers thank god you made it to tell your story because for real that is nuts so if you haven't listened to our peace corps stories go back, go back and listen because they're fun they're crazy a lot of them had mambas 90 percent of the people who die from this just that fertilance those ones that run up and like bang on your door oh my god <laughs> that was the scariest story thanks tom again okay there's two more on the list okay these are the top two is it any kind of animal any kind of animal so could i be like really stupid nerdy and be like oh people do people it's humans oh are the next God. on the list megan yes you guessed it i am clairvoyant Four hundred and thirty-seven thousand people because kill although people other. although in you know the history like in the last ten thousand years or whatever it's probably more peaceful now than it has been in a sure. long time but people yeah. are constantly assaulting attacking murdering each other i watched snapped i know it's up yeah yeah hello all you true crime people out there we we listen to your shows this is why so this one they, makes perfect sense they get there up on the there's that's why there's so much interest in it because that's you know yeah it's this, a lot. it's a crazy thing psychology of how humans are just murderous murderous beings murderous beings yeah okay finally drum roll here we go <laughs> and i know you're gonna this one's pretty obvious too is it it's the little mosquito <gasps> Oh, yeah. 750,000 people a year. Well, you had all the mosquito-borne illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, so malaria is like one of the main ones. Right. But there's several others. I I did. I had the deng- dengue, dengue. And then I got Zika. Which is kind of hilarious. But, <laughs> <laughs> but not. But not. Luckily, I mean, I guess if you could say luckily, it wasn't that bad. I got mm-hmm. it... Um, in a different part of the world than like the Brazilian, the South America version that yeah. had really terrible effects on mm-hmm. especially pregnant women. And but yeah, so I had it. Um, I didn't they didn't know at the time because I was actually the first one to show up at the hospital with symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't know. And patient zero. I was patient. I don't I just feel like I was the <laughs> like wimpiest one to be like, I'm sick, you know, and show up. <laughs> but you know, and all the people, you know, there were like, just toughing it out. They're like, it's fine. It was crazy. And then after I got it, then everybody started showing up with it. Right. And then they went back. The CDC came because they didn't know what it was. I gave a blood sample since I was like, if I had had it. And it was like, yeah, you did have it. And then they figured out it was Zika. That's like that movie Contagion, right? There's so many. So many movies. There's so many movies like that. But yeah. Rene Russo's in all of them. But mosquitoes, (laughs) man. It's a problem. Yeah. Well, and as climate change uh, affects our Earth more, the mosquitoes get lower and lower and can breed more. And there's... Or higher and higher. There, sorry, other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's getting warmer. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's so much science and so much going on with the study of mosquitoes and how to control it because mm. especially malaria is such a huge deal because the the preventive medicine you can take for malaria is expensive yes. and you just can't be on it forever. You right. know, you just can't. It's just not healthy. Not good for your health. None of it's good for mm-hmm. long periods of time. So that's my that's my list. Although it's fun. Interesting. Interestingly, sharks were not on that list. And I feel like they get villainized. Yes. So hard. But it's like very rare. Right. Shark attacks. And just so you know, my next episode is going to speak to that. Oh, my God. It's 
gonna be i am clairvoyant you are i knew it yeah i'm totally gonna talk about that in the next episode so i love it okay well um anything else you wanted to add megan before we dive into your amazing story i cannot think of anything today jen i'm gonna talk about something that i love uh in the world i'm sure you can guess what it is we're gonna talk about cats today domestic cats so much fun you know i feel like somewhere on the list it could be felines i bet they kill some people oh yeah for sure well, if they don't kill them outright, uh, they're definitely eating them. Oh, God. After. I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. That's a episode. whole nother episode. <laughs> well, I was told, um, actually, there's like a couple of stories when I was a Peace Corps volunteer of people being like, yeah, this person was walking and a cat jumped out of a tree and jumped on their head and like attacked them. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that better not happen to yeah, me. Yeah. So interesting story. Uh, l- let me just back up t- about why I like cats so much. Like growing up, I was that kid who would go around the neighborhood. We lived in kind of a rural area mm-hmm. in Georgia and I would um, bring home strays like all sorts of stray animals mm-hmm. um, domesticated animals of course <laughs> and <laughs> not um, your stray chimpanzee yeah right, <laughs> good random <laughs> but yeah I I would bring home cats and dogs and take care of them and I love them so much and my mom would kind of like she just would deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really impressed, actually, when I think about it, that that she would like deal with all these. Yeah, stray your animals mom doesn't I would seem like the kind of person who would allow such a thing, right? But good but on she her. She did. Yeah, good on her. Exactly. I feel like we always, we definitely always had cats growing up. Mm-hmm. My mom was actually attacked by cats, or so the story goes. When she was younger, she lived in Queens, okay, New York, and they, I guess, she went down an alleyway or something, and some those cats, alley cats attacked her. Yeah, and I'm like, what were you doing to the cats? I don't never had a cat attack me before, but maybe they were crazy. And that's the same. It kind of goes back to that. Yeah, what people mm-hmm. told me, like they would just jump out. I think it's more of a this is our territory, and yeah. you're walking through it. Oh, for so sure. I'm gonna claw your eyes out. It's all good, right? Um, so I'm gonna give a little bit of background on cats. I know it seems like everyone probably already knows about them, but why not? Okay. You're going to enjoy this, I'm sure. Okay, I'm ready. I am going to enjoy this. Domestic cats are carnivorous predators. Uh, They're mostly active at night, Mm -hmm. which we know, obviously. Yeah, like two or three in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, they're crazy at night. Um, They're solitary hunters, but they're mostly social, right? When they're not hunting. They like like to hang out together. They have, of course, killer night vision. Uh, and a really good sense of smell and exceptional hearing so they can hear all the little mice and rodents and things. Oh. Right. Uh, they have strong, flexible bodies, quick reflexes, sharp teeth, and retractable claws that are adapted to killing small prey. I'll talk about how they kill them in just a minute. They have sharp nails, unless you're like me, that you cut them and then put those cute little colored caps yeah. on them. And I love that you do that instead of some people who declaw their cats. But that's a whole nother I like to put, we like, me and my kids like to put like the glitter pink right. on our cat Newman. It's beautiful. He He's seems beautiful. really annoyed, but it looks so cute. I love that you send me pictures of it after too. <laughs> At Christmas, we do every other one like red and green. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Cats are communicators uh, through a number of different vocalizations. So they do meowing, purring, trilling, hissing, growling, and grunting. And then they also have specific cat body language. But hey, do they purr to each other? Because I think purring is only like a human thing, right? So they do. I've heard my cats purr next to each other. I don't know if it's... I know that meowing is more of a human thing. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Purring uh, is something that kittens do when they're nursing. Okay. Yeah. Those kinds of things. But purring. And trilling. I just love it. Oh, God. I love purring. Yeah. I love when Nacho lays on my 
like neck area and purrs and i'm like yes yeah it's the most relaxing thing yeah unless you hate cats and right it's probably not so relaxing then i don't know who you are and we should never be friends (laughs) (laughs) no all of you listeners that don't like cats it's totally okay this is another disagree there are cat people and there are dog people (laughs) and it's totally okay it's true you're all loved here fine all right so they average about 46 centimeters 18 inches in head to body length and 23 to 25 centimeters, 9 to 10 inches in height, with about 30 centimeters or 12 inch long tails. Males are larger than females. I know, this is stupid. <laughs> Jen's looking at me like, really, Megan? I'm like, listen, like maybe we, some people don't know about cats. Maybe. Uh, adult domestic cats typically weigh between 4 and 5 kilograms or 9 to 11 pounds, unless you have, you know, you like to feed your cat a lot. And then you have a 20 pound cat. Then you have a 20 pound cat, and they're great. Um, so this is kind of fun. This is something that I didn't know. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I know this first part. A male cat is called a tom or tomcat or a gib if it's neutered. Now I'm just going to call all my cats gibs. Wow. You gibs. Where does that come from? (laughs) I've never heard that. An unspayed female is called a queen, especially if it's a breeding cat, which will... Yeah. Uh, A juvenile cat is referred to as a kitten, but they used to be called catlings. I 100% want to bring catlings back. I love that. So So what is a spayed female called? Not a queen. (laughs) (laughs) she's been there's no name for it there's no name for it okay i don't know she's just like what would be a we can make something up here she's a boss she didn't have time to have kittens yeah she's a boss babe cat a group of cats can be referred to as a clouder or a glaring what those are like the best names ever i was like wow wait how do you spell that clouder like chowder but clouder oh okay yeah yeah yeah. interesting because you know there's always like a weird name for groups of animals yeah and i'm just like where do those come from but it's so interesting because i don't know half of them and i didn't look up the etymology of these words i just yeah but super interesting a clouder or a glaring or a glaring i think glaring is more accurate because they're like glaring at you yeah because i i feel like i get that a lot in the morning yeah cats glare they're like why aren't you feeding me already Mm -hmm. like everyone already probably knows female domestic cats can have kittens from spring to late autumn and they usually have anywhere from two to five per litter per litter thank you some domestic cat breeds are specifically bred and shown at events as registered pedigree cats and this is a hobby known as cat fancy right hence cat fanciers yeah 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 (laughs) i was like that's so random which is how we open (laughs) this because she told me she was going to talk about cats you know this might be like the most boring episode for people (laughs) it's like very riveting for me is it boring? i can i'm looking at jen and her face is like i'm glad i'm glaring (sighs) you're glare you're glaring right now (laughs) well you know i mean no i think it's interesting some things like the size i'm like we, we know the size of a cat but I love you, Megan. Yeah, so I'm, continue. I could always cut I it am glad. No, I am glad that you're enjoying this. And it's it's a lot of fun. Just keep going. All right. All right I'll try right. not to glare. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. People do breed cats. I'm not a fan of. I, oh, let me take that back. I have always wanted a Scottish fold, but I don't think I don't think I will ever own one because there are too many cats. In fact, Jen, yes. as of 2021, there are 480 million stray cats in the world. So that's like that's feral. Just the sp- strays strays it could yeah yeah, that's that's just the strays that's not even like owned cats Mm -hmm. there are 220 million owned cats in the world and even those cats could be outdoor cats or like farm cats Mm -hmm. and the more feral farm outdoor cats there are the more decimation to the local bird reptile small small 
prey, you know, in those areas. Well, so. yeah, because they do, um, you know, removal of feral cats. I know mm-hmm. it's a big deal in like New Zealand and Australia. They yeah. have like, because they're killing off like rare birds and other species. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, I had a professor in, when I was in school in England. He hated cats. And I remember mm-hmm. being like, but I love cats. But I, I get it because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. They're, I mean, they're decimating wildlife. It's extremely important to spay and neuter your cats. I don't believe that cats should be bred anymore, especially pure breeds. That just seems a little bit nuts. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some hate mail for that. I am. They're like, I love my Persian. I mean, Persians are beautiful. Maine Coons, yes, they're beautiful. Yeah, but like, I don't know. All right. The domestic cat is the second most popular pet in the United States, with 95 million cats owned. Yeah, we got them. And I don't know what the first pet would be. I mean, hmm. I know, weird. What probably would it be? crocodiles. Definitely crocodiles. <laughs> They're man's best friend. Yes. Uh, in the UK, which I thought this was interesting, 26% of UK adults have a cat with an estimated population of 10.9 million pet cats as of 2020. And the UK is much smaller than the United States. So are you saying there's more cats owned in the UK? In the UK than in the US? Yes. That's crazy. Right? When you live in like a small apartment or Mm -hmm. you live, I mean, it could be having to do with the size of the house or not having a fenced yard or whatever, because cats, you can, you know, they're easier to keep indoors than a dog. That's the truth. Yeah. All right. So the scientific name for the domestic cat is Felis catus. Very simple. I love that. That That's something I can actually remember. Right. Maybe. Uh, And Carl Linnaeus, our pal, Carl, we've talked about him so many times. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he came up with that in 1758. So thanks, Carl. Yeah, there were some. Thanks for other... making it simple, right? Yeah, Felis Catus done. <laughs> but there is kind of this funny thing about this guy Constantin, and I'm not going to say the last name because it's just crazy. It's too much. You can go look on Wikipedia for this. In 1904, he proposed the name to be changed to Felis Damon because he because they're evil. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he had found a black cat. Uh-huh. And he uh, was trying to say that it was like, I guess, a new kind of cat or something like this demon cat. What? Baby. I know. I was like, what? Let's, yeah, let's talk about black cats. Are you going to talk about them? Because... Oh, I'm, I'm not really going to talk about black cats Because so black cats, like, have to be protected. I mean, what is the deal with people, you know, all these superstitions? Thank you. Maybe that can be a whole nother episode. Superstitions? I think well, yeah. I was thinking of something like that for later. Mm-hmm. Um, superstitions around animals and... My favorite cats I've ever had in my life, I've all been solid black cats. It's the truth. I currently have a solid black cat. The mm-hmm. reason I have that solid black cat, Nacho, is because I met your solid black cat. Truman. Truman, who was the, the best. best cat. He was the best. They're so, so loving and they kind of like choose a human. Yes. Like I have these two tuxedo cats. They don't They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they don't care about it. They're just like whatever. whatever. Yeah. Nacho is like, I love you. Let me give you kisses and purrs and headbutts and all the things. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm not going to do it for anybody else. And no one else. Yeah. Truman, my, so my daughter, when she was about three, maybe mm-hmm. we went back to visit my mom and my husband was watching Truman and he had had some health issues, but I think yeah. he was a little stressed that we left. Mm-hmm. And my husband loved this, loved this cat. Like, which is weird. Which is Because he's an strange. islander and he's just like, like cats are like, cats. whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's not into cats. But he, they, yeah, him and his brother, they all love this cat. He was like, you know, he's acting weird. Do you want me to take him to the vet? And I was like, well, well let's see how he is tomorrow. Because he was still kind of eating and yeah. he died like that night. And I remember, I remember. feeling so terrible 
because I was like, I should have just told him to take him. And I think he was older. I don't know how old he was because yeah. I got him from some other people. But my daughter, who was three, remembers to this day. She's like, remember that time you cried when Truman died? Because I don't cry. Yeah. I don't ever. You're not, you're not a, 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 a crier. It's I'm true. Not, I'm not a crier. And so she remembers this one time because it was just, he was the best. I love it. I digress. I love We're digressing. But There's yeah, black cats. They're the best. They're Don't the hurt best. them. Be nice to them. Yeah, they're not bad luck at all. They're, no. I find that having, ever since I've had Nacho, things have been going pretty well. Yeah, they're good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Domestic cats do have a common ancestor, as most people know, with the larger cats in the Philidae family. Um, and that ancestor is from like 10 million, million years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like they're little dinosaur kitties. They're, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why they both like boxes. You know, whenever you, you, do you ever see those videos of like yes. large cats yes. playing with boxes, and it's, I'm like, that's it yeah. makes my heart yeah. feel good. I mean, they literally lower your blood pressure, but maybe not being in a cage with a large cat would, but watching that box action happen. Yeah, it's it is pretty cute. So domestic cats came to be domesticated uh, through likely through becoming ratters, right? They're going to eat rats. Yeah, they kill all the things. Yeah. So African wildcats were likely the first ones to be tamed in the 15th century BC. They were um, attracted to human settlements because of granaries, because at that time, it's like the Neolithic period, right? So everyone mm-hmm. has gone from Agriculture, being farming. nomadic. Oh, nomadic, yeah, right. Yeah. To settling so, down and farming. Correct. Okay. And so they have granaries and their rodents are attracted to that. And they're designed to kill these rodents. And rodents carry disease. They're crazy yeah. vectors. Yeah. Got the boob bubonic plague going. And the people were like, okay, that's cool. You guys kill these rats. That saves our grain. Yeah. We're good to go. And then as agriculture spread, so did the cats. And then they were likely put on seafaring ships to also be ratters mm-hmm. on the seafaring ships. They also kill cockroaches. And that's, I appreciate oh, that and so much. Yes. I, that is a big thing. It's in the island. Ew. Uh, and then, of course, once you get into the transportation network, it's all over. They're spread everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and people seem to like cats because of their traits, like their small size. They're super social. And then they have uh, like very obvious body language. Like you can tell when a cat's happy or pissed off at you. Oh, very much so. Um, and then they love to play and they have relatively high intelligence. Although some people have said that they're not as smart as dogs, but... They're just different. They're just different. Um, the development of cat breeds started in the mid 19th century. And those were mostly just randomly bred domesticated cats. And then there are a ver- there's like a variety of genetic differences between regions. So like if I have a... What's it called? Tuxedo cat here. Maybe the tuxedo cat in Georgia would be slightly different, but similar enough. Well, let's hope the one in Georgia, you know. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You just have to use Georgia as an example. We love you, Georgia. It just always pops in my head. Okay. Uh, And then the diversity, genetic diversity is, of course, the lowest in purebred breeds. I mean, we all kind of know that if we Mm -hmm. think about, you know, the the monarchy in England. Really? You I always throw th- that in there? I always think about that. Whenever people talk about purebred stuff, I, I, for whatever reason, I well, always think about it's not even in England. It's any, ro- well, yeah, any, any royal any, whatever. Especially back then, though, any royal family from anywhere, yeah. like they were... I mean, you've seen those pictures when they recreate somebody's face <laughs> and they just look like... <laughs> This is like their jaws sticking out like six inches, their lower right. jaw. And it's like they're all just they're like, well, parents were first cousins and their parents were brothers and sisters. And it's just like, oh, God. 
when you think about like Jane Austen, right? And she writes, and there's that one story that she wrote about the cousins who get married. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I love that story, except that they're first cousins. Well, even um, Franklin Roosevelt and... um, Oh, that's right. Eleanor. uh, Yeah, and Eleanor Roosevelt were first cousins. She was a Roosevelt before she married him. That is convenient. You have to change your name. I know you don't have to sit in like the the social security line. Yeah. Well, I guess there was in social security. Do all that. Go change your driver's license. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, so they, I mean, if you so choose to change your name. But yeah, but yeah, they were first cousins. So I mean, I think it's like any rich family anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. That was just common. They just want to keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. So even though cats are domesticated, they haven't changed too much from their African wildcat ancestors. Yes. If you will. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because their behavior and anatomy hasn't changed that much, they can still survive in the wild. So if I, for whatever reason, which I would never do this, and I really hate people who do it, if I were ever to move and then need to throw my cat outside, it it would probably, quote, land on all four feet. Okay. That's also a joke that didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. Are you? I'm so confused. I'm glaring. So was it like you're moving and you're throwing them out to get rid of them because you're yeah. not taking them with you, but you're making a yeah. joke that they would land on all fours? <laughs> Never that was. Where did you, did you write these jokes down before? No, and you're like, no. I'm going to totally say this joke. It's going to be amazing. That one just came to me. And then it was just like, I'm over here, like just crickets, <laughs> like, like one like... lone clap. <laughs> no, but it's. It was good, Megan. <laughs> I'm just going to start cry laughing. So, but I mean, it's true. If you drop a cat, like, you know, they, they do. Well, they're they like, land on I all mean, fours. there are a lot of animals that do that. Squirrels also do that. Yeah. They can roll their bodies. It's like they always kind of know where the ground is. Right. And yeah. those are like those bunnies that walk on like two handstands. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Listen oh, to our God. last episode. What, what, what? All right. So fun anatomy things about cats. They have some extra vertebrae, which makes them more mobile and yeah, uh, flexible. Slinky. That's why they're so slinky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unlike human arms, their forelimbs are attached to the shoulder by free floating clavicle bones. So like their clavicles don't attach, uh-huh. which is why they can go through skinny things. Like oh, they yeah. They can kind of like... Meh. Like as long as their head fits. Yeah, as long as the whiskers, right? Isn't that what it is? is no, it, I or mean... Or is it, it just the head? Yeah, just the head. If the head will fit, the rest of the body will fit. Well, not not in Panda's case. <laughs> yeah. Panda's got... He's got a little he's, extra. He's got a little extra padding He's that 20-pound cat. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I guess he could fit through, just be like jello. Well, it kind of like bloobs through. Like it's yeah. the blubber. It's the bloobers. Yeah. I didn't even mean for him to be fat. It just happened that It's way. okay. No one's judging. There's mm-hmm. no judgment here, Megan. Um, so the cat skull is a little more unusual than most mammals because it has a giant, large, giant, large? Of <laughs> a ginormously large? A ginormously large eye socket uh-huh. uh, and then powerful specialized jaws and teeth for killing prey and tearing meat. So they overpower their prey by delivering a lethal neck bite. Mm-hmm. With its two long canine teeth, inserting them between two of the prey's vertebrae and severing its spinal cord, causing irreversible paralysis and death. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, that's very true. I When I've had to rescue geckos from my cats inside mm-hmm. the house, mm-hmm. it's like it's, if they get a mouth on the gecko, it's over. Oh, it's done. Like, never mind. Well, like, geckos not- are so... They're so dainty and soft and squishy. Yeah, it doesn't take much. And their little tail comes off. So I know like for people, when you get bit by a cat, 
Yeah. If the canine goes in, it's just like a puncture wound. Yes. Which they say that's why you can get really sick from cat bites versus dog bites. Because when, and I know this, yeah. I've been bit when I worked at the animal hospital and scratched. Yeah. I'm like covered in scars. But dogs, when they, they bite, they tear. Right. So it's like an kind of like a tear in the flesh typically. Mm-hmm. And so it can actually heal faster because you can clean it and get all the bacteria out. Whereas a right. cat, when it bites, it's like a puncture. So the bacteria goes like, deep kind of in there and it stays because mm-hmm. the top there's nothing you know it's not torn right and that's why people get they can get real sick like you got to go to the hospital and get on some serious antibiotics when i was young i got cat scratch fever which i i don't even really know what that's called cat scratch fever okay it's an infection caused by kind of bacteria you can get it if a cat that has a type of bacteria licks an open wound on you bites or scratches you yeah, so I guess when I was a baby, I got bitten or scratched by... She had two Siamese cats. Like, those kind of Siamese cats are, like, brown. We are Siamese. Like those? Yeah. That used to, like, freak me out, watching Lady and the Tramp and those cats. I was like... Those cats gave all cats a bad name. I had a record with all the songs, and I would listen to that song over and over because I just... It's such a creepy song. It is creepy. Well, and Lady Lady and the Tramp is a dog-centric movie, so... (laughs) Let's talk about how cats walk. Uh, they are digitigrade, which means they walk on their toes. Which is why you should decline never freaking decline. The cat, cat is like taking off their first knuckle. Yeah. And then they're walking the, on their second knuckle. Yeah. It's just mean. It is mean. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. So the bones of the feet make up the lower part of the visible leg. And not like other mammals, they use a pacing gait. So both of their legs on one side of the body move before the legs on the other side move until they start kind of running. And then they do Mm -hmm. the kind of like front and back. Right. But um, that's why they look so sleek and amazing because they just like walk around. Does it talk about when your cats like hang from your curtains? Because mine, <laughs> mine likes to do that. No, no, we're not going to talk about Which is that. why we put the nails on. Right? You got to... That's why we put his glitter nails on. But he his... still manages to do it because he's so <laughs> determined. If there's a there's a lizard, right? it's it's a done deal. He's like, I'm going to get up. So there. the kids already know whenever he starts making this weird meow, yeah. we get the water bottle spray. So we can like try... Because <laughs> my curtains are all in bad shape. Yeah. And then we get the broom to try to like knock the, the lizard down before he can decide to there. go up there and get yeah. it and we try to save the lizard and put it outside it's Aww. a whole thing yeah i feel you they also have something that's interesting they have subcutaneous skin so like oh. you can that's how you can put fluids under their skin oh that's right and to rehydrate them and you know quickly mm-hmm. if you can't get an iv or whatever and we don't have that if somebody right. tried to poke and put fluids under our skin we'd be screaming <laughs> right but dogs and cats are mammals like a lot of them have that subcutaneous skin mm-hmm that's fun. That's a fun fact. And Thank that's you where can. you put their vaccinations too. Oh. Some some shots will go like in the muscle, but most of them go in that skin. So that's why just the right vet, under the skin. That's why the vet lifts up the skin yes. a little mm-hmm. and then does the injection. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I did want to mention that most cats have five claws on their front paws and four on their rear. Some cat breeds are polydactyl. I love it. I had a cat like that. Yeah. When I so was they a have kid. Six. Yeah. Or more. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually, I had this friend growing up in my hometown. All of the cats at their house were polydactyl. All of them. Uh, yeah, I love that too. There. So I feel like I listened to maybe a listener's tale or something on Morbid, and there was mm-hmm. a story about a cat, and they sent a picture, and I I would have to look it up, or you could look it up if you listen to them. But there was a cat that somebody sent a picture, and that had like eight toes, had some crazy amount of toes. <laughs> 
crazy. Yeah, and it was, but it was really cute. Yeah, the story was good. I can't remember it because I can't remember what I did yesterday. But look it up if you listen to Morbid, or if you do, you'll already know the story. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the background on cats that everyone already knows. We made it, folks. <laughs> we, you we survived did it. it. I enjoyed telling you. You might. Uh, everyone, wake up now. She loves cats. I love them so much. I started getting really interested in um, Japanese cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, or cats in Japan, because I follow a lot of Instagram things about cats. Right. right? Just like I went crazy and like almost all of my feed is just cats. And TikTok. And TikTok. Oh, my God. I yeah. have I actually have a TikTok, which you're welcome to go and look at. It's called Heavy Petting, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny and like not a lot of people have like commented on that. Anyway, I haven't put up a video it is in funny. forever. It's hilarious. Yeah. But it's some weird, people may get the wrong like, idea, but I love right. it. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to go see it, it's heavy underscore petting. Go follow me on TikTok. Like, I'm getting <laughs> so it. many followers. Do it. I've only made like, I don't even know, like 20 posts maybe. And they're all from many months ago. They were pretty funny though. They I are really funny. Them. I hardly go on the TikToks, but... Uh, but I found this one particular person on Instagram, Simba, I think it's Simba Boss Neko. So Neko is a word in Japanese for cat. Okay. Neko. Do we follow them? We are going to. Okay. <laughs> um, so this particular account is uh, a photographer who goes to all the different islands in Japan that have cats, like cat islands, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll kind of go through a couple of them here in a minute. So that's where I started kind of seeing these. I was like, whoa, there are these places with like that many cats and it's normal and like everyone's into it. And mm-hmm. there's like shrines, all this stuff. So I was like, what's going shrines? on? Shrines. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, I was like, this is amazing. I want to learn more and I want to go there for sure. That's one place where I got some of the information I'm going to talk about. And then there are two other places other than Wikipedia. Uh, there's a Smithsonian Magazine article called Japan's Love-Hate Relationship with Cats. And then there's this Pearl River. I think they actually sell things, but they do this cute little a brief history mm-hmm. of cats in Asian culture. And I'm going to kind of read through that a little bit. Okay. Because it's really short and it's just kind of fun. Well, and I think that Japan had the very first cat cafe ever. Oh, my God. And I mean, that's a dream. Yeah. Jen knows. Je- yeah, we talked about having the a bookstore. Yeah. Because, you know, and bookstores coffee thing. Yeah. are going out of style, but we love books. So books, a bookstore with the, with the coffee and the cats. And the cats. And then you can come in and then you could meet a cat. They would have a profile and they could be adoptable. Because yeah. an issue here in Guam is that there are too many stray cats. Yes. And there's an issue with the bird population. And there needs to be a bookstore slash cafe. <laughs> Absolutely. Cat. Well, we, we will have a dog side too. Well, yeah. I won't participate in that side but it's okay. <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm just kidding she loves her dog everybody i do he's like a giant cat so he is why. kind of like a big cat <laughs> <laughs> he just sleeps all day <laughs> anyway <laughs> um all right so a brief history of cats in asian culture cats have been in chinese homes for over five thousand years that's a long ass time that is a it. very long time well i mean cats go way back right yeah. like egyptians used to mummify their cats so i think the first it's like, uh, well, that was in like 3100 BC. Mm-hmm. And before that, it's like 7500 BC. It was right. like the first kind of domesticated, yeah, tamed cat. I mean, they're taking their cats with them yeah. to the next life. Interestingly, there's no year of the cat in Chinese, in the Chinese zodiac. Oh, yeah. I never realized that. Yeah. They which, have the rat and the dog and the I'm horse, the, monkey. the bull. 
Uh, but I feel like, oh, wow, that would have been cool to be the year of the cat. But it is in, I think, Vietnamese, the Vietnamese calendar. They replaced the rabbit with a cat. And there's some kind of like thing about how maybe it was just like a word mix up because the mm-hmm. word for rabbit sounds similar to the word for cat in those two different languages. And so maybe there was oh. just like when they were translating the zodiac from Chinese to Vietnamese, mm-hmm. they like thought it said cat, but really it said rabbit. So they oh. switched it out. I don't know. The cats that arrived in Japan were likely stowaways, like how I mentioned that once they got, uh, you know, once they're getting onto ships and whatever. So there's a couple of different stories. Either that they were purposefully put on ships as ratters, like I had mentioned, or they just kind of came on the ships like as stowaways. And then there's a third thing that came up about how cats were probably given as gifts Mm -hmm. um, to Japan uh, to like the emperors transcontinental transcontinental oh by the way I'm a tiger I had to look I forgot well I mean that's that's kind of a cat yeah obviously feel a day yeah a big feline yeah yeah there you go by the Edo period uh, Japan was like super into cats like there was a ton of cat art the Edo period in Japan I'm not going to talk a lot about Japan the the country or the, the culture, culture outside of cats mm-hmm. but the, you should go back and read about the Edo period it's like this huge explosion of Japanese culture came around during that time and cats were a big part of that like in art art culture all the things yeah yeah um so but this is kind of fun there's I found this quote this is in the Smithsonian article way back on March 11th 1889 CE which is like 80 years earlier than the Edo period my which I'm brain just exploded I know I'm sorry it's like a really long time ago. I can't are we in the 1800s <laughs> no 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 889 century ninth century ninth century yeah but it's 80 years before 80 years before the Edo period Oh, explosion. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. And this is a description that the 17 year old emperor Uda wrote. Let's hear it. Uda. Oh, Uda. Um, Yeah, yeah. On the sixth day of the second month in the first year of the Campo era, taking a moment of my free time, I wish to express my joy of the cat. It arrived by boat as a gift to the late emperor, received from the hands of Minamoto no Kawashi. The color of the fur is peerless. I don't know what peerless means. Is that like black? Peerless. Peerless. P-E-E-R-L-E-S-S. Oh, peerless. I'll look it up while you read, and then I'll give a definition if I can find it. Perfect. None could find the words to describe it, although one said it was reminiscent of the deepest ink. Oh, yeah, that must mean it's black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It has an air about it similar to Kano. I don't know what Kano is. Uh, Its length is five sun, and its height is six sun. I fixed a bow about its neck, but it did not remain for long. That's amazing. I have that problem too. (laughs) In rebellion, it narrows its eyes and extends its needles. It shows its back. (laughs) When it lies down, it curls in a circle like a coin. You cannot see its feet. It's as if it were circular by disc. When it stands, its cry expresses profound loneliness like a black dragon floating above the clouds. By nature, it likes to stalk birds. It lowers its head and works its tail. It can extend its spine to raise its height by at least two sun. Its color allows it to disappear at night. I am convinced it is superior to all other cats. That is amazing. I love it. This is like no TV. No, you're just like, this is your entertainment. And he's just, he's writing a review. He's 17. That is great. Well, and also here's a vocabulary word of the day, everybody. Peerless. Peerless. Unequaled or unrivaled. Oh. Meaning there was just nothing so great as that. And... 
I'm pretty sure he's talking about a full-on black cat. So there we have it. There so we have it. Back, We've circled back to the black cat, which they're amazing. Let's start using peerless just to be cool. All the time. And people will be like, oh. That's peerless. <laughs> <laughs> this show is peerless. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, someone use it in a review of us and we'll send you we'll send you an extra sticker. <laughs> we'll send you some super cool. OK, so everyone has seen the cat that's in like, let's say you go to a Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah. Japanese the little restaurant, paw that goes up. Paw I love up those. Yes. OK, so that's called the Miniki Neko. Oh, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, its origins. There's like so many different origin stories about this cat. If the cat paw is moving on the left. That's for customers, like to bring good luck for customers. If it's okay. moving on the right, so if it's a right arm that's sitting up and going back, then that one's for money. Okay. So that's probably why when you go into, I've always wondered, like, I why do like you have they more than one? Equal money. Well, yeah. So one is money and one is get in here, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I've always kind of wondered, like, why do some stores have more than one? And now I'm like, oh, probably that's why, because you want one for like both. You want sides. both. Yeah. Maybe you want like I good want a customers. money one. We'll have to get... My birthday's coming up, Megan. Okay. I'm on it. Don't worry about it. Thank (laughs) you. I want a black one. A black one? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they... do. Oh, yeah. They do make black ones. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, They usually are white and like ornate. With the gold What about the clock where the tail click... Oh, no. The black cat. You know what I mean? Where the eyes and the tail. Is that what you want? No. (laughs) But I do like those. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. All right. There, like I said, there are like a couple different stories about how it came about. Maneki Neko statue. It might be from an 1852 diary kept by a state official um, saying that uh, there was a samurai who had taken refuge from a rainstorm under a tree and it was beckoned by a cat to enter a temple. Like Whoa. the cat was like, hey, come on in. Let's go, go to and the, the temple. And the samurai was like, what? Okay. Yeah. Immediately after a lightning bolt struck the tree that he was like <gasps> under. So like, wow. oh, that's so lucky. Yeah. Like that's an origin story. Okay. Another one is about a geisha who had a very beloved cat. I'm just going to read this next one because it's difficult for me to summarize. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another stars a geisha, her beloved feline, a hot-headed guest, and a lurking snake. The guest, mistaking the cat's pawing his owner for clawing, cut off the poor kitty's head, which <gasps> conveniently landed on a snake that was about to attack the geisha. My bad, the guest said, and commissioned a wooden cat to be carved in the likeness of the geisha's beheaded cat. Good God. Dude. And then they just like this chop off your cat's a-hole. head. Yeah. Like yeah, this assholes. Back when when brothels first opened up, uh, they would use like phallic symbols. This Wait, is in, 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 Japan. in Japan? Yeah. They okay. would use like more phallic symbols to like, hey, this is the brothel. Right. <laughs> like, is it like a wind is, sock thing, you know, like thing, but it was just like very phallic. It was it was one of those it was one of those balloon men, but yeah. it was just a dick. <laughs> like fifty percent off. Oh gosh. All right. Oh good times. So anyway There's I, so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. So but, many thoughts. Yeah. But I guess when more uh, Americans or Europeans became came to visit in the 18th century, the phalluses were swapped out for the Maneki Neko because that seemed to be more friendly. So that's another kind of like, oh, oh this is... That's too sexy. Yeah. That's it. So we're going to have a cat. Instead. Yeah. Instead of a dick. Yeah. I prefer the samurai story. Right. Over these other... Yeah. Yeah. The samurai story is pretty cool. But I don't know. The brothel mm. story is pretty good. It's like, yeah. Yeah. 
come in. Yeah. And and I do like the idea that the other businesses, so some people were like saying, oh, it's kind of seedy that the Maniki Neko started in um, like a sex worker area or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then other businesses were like, oh, actually, this is super cool. That makes cute. me want one even more. Yeah. Fun little story here about Hello Kitty. Because I know we're talking about Japan. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with Hello Kitty when I was little. And it was so expensive Mm -hmm. that I could never get anything ever. I mean, we just didn't have money. (laughs) But I would walk through the store. And I remember a friend of mine, sometimes I would go to the mall with her and her Mm -hmm. mom. And they had money. And they would, sometimes she would buy me like a sticker or something. She was so nice. But yeah, and she would get all this cool Hello Kitty stuff. And I would just like... Right. And that store has like a smell. You know what I mean? There's something. Yeah. 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 And there are these stores I remember in Hawaii. And then there might be one out here, Sanrio. And they just have like a bunch of Asian stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of Hello Kitty. And there's something about it. My kids love it too. They love Hello Kitty. And you know what? I buy them some stuff sometimes. Because I'm like, I would have wanted this and I am buying it for you. Yeah. Uh, actually, sorry, that's why I'm like, well, this is why it's called Sanrio. It's the company that makes Hello Kitty is called Sanrio. Oh, okay. Duh. So they had started a line of kawaii items, kawaii cute things. Okay. Right. They're perfect fit for Japan's propensity of giving small gifts for almost any occasion. Let me just say I lived with someone who I consider family. She's Japanese. She lived with us in Hawaii because it was too expensive to rent a place by, by myself. Uh, yeah, I love that um, tradition of giving gifts. Whenever people would come and visit her, they would bring these little gifts. And they're very thoughtful. Like, so, it's not just like no, randomness. So it's, thoughtful. One yeah. of my best paddling buddies that we always go out paddling together. Mm-hmm. She gives these little gifts to my kids. She's the most, she's the sweetest person. And then, yes. I, so I have like kind of like, a really random story. Do you want to finish yours yeah, before no, no, I completely no. interrupt you? Well, I know you loved your roommate. <laughs> yeah. No, th- she had a friend who came. She had said Megan and her son love the Ghibli series, mm-hmm. like all of the movies in that from that come out of that studio. Mm-hmm. And she bought us this little package of um, washcloths and they're all embroidered with the different movies on each wall. And I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I never use them because they're so beautiful, but like, what? yeah, that's so thoughtful. When I was in maybe my sophomore year in high school, mm-hmm. we had a, uh, um, an exchange student from Japan. Her name was Ikuko. My friend, my good friend that I grew up with that I've mentioned on the show before, Candice, you know, we tried to, we kind of sat on either side of her on purpose so we could help her. Because mm-hmm. I mean, she was like barely knew English and she was yeah. by herself and we tried to help her like show her around eat lunch with her and because we were that kind of kids in high school yeah we were nice and the we nice wanted ones. we wanted to know her and hear about where she was from and all that stuff I ended up moving in the middle of the year that year that's when we moved to Seattle and I became that person yeah <laughs> <laughs> your combat boots my combat out the boots wailing all grunge yeah, yeah, yeah um so but before we left I you know so I was moving and they had this you know everybody was like oh bye and I was super sad. And she gave me this little um, origami, like it was like a swan. And oh, it was so... A, a crane. Oh, sorry. Was it yeah, a crane? Yeah, the origami remember. cranes are... It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, she gave me one. And I was like, thank you so much. It's so beautiful. And I love it. And I took it. And I did not know that there was a letter inside <laughs> that she had written me and a and a coin, the good luck, you know, with the, yeah. the end. And she had written this whole, and I still have it, but it took me like a year because I didn't, it was so pretty. I never wanted to 
Undo it. Undo it. But I didn't know there was a letter in the coin inside. So it was like, I don't know how much, how many years later I finally, I hope I was like, wait a second, what is in here? And it was the sweetest letter. And, you know, it's people like that I wish I could like still be in touch with today. Yes. I have a couple of friends. I might mention them on the podcast at some point and see if there's any sleuths out there that can find them. But I was so young. I didn't know anything. I mean, I was just like this 15-year-old from Oklahoma. I don't know shit about other cultures. Yeah. But I was so interested, which is why I wanted to know her. Yeah. So Hello Kitty was this thing that was created by this company, Sanrio. And uh, she's actually not a cat, strangely enough. Uh, she's a cartoon character, a little girl and a friend, but not a cat. She's also not Japanese. She's British. And her name is Kitty White. And so that's why like Hello Kitty, because it's like her name is Kitty White. Okay, so I didn't know any of that. I, right? Why does she look like a cat? Thank you. And she has a twin sister named Mimi. So there we go. That's uh, uh, that's about Hello Kitty. That's what I learned. I, oh, my God. Did you I, know all that? I did not know that. It's blowing my mind. Wow. Um, but she's not a cat. Does, does, did you... Did, you guys out there know that? Are there people who knew this? Are we like the last people in the world? To like, <laughs> we're like, what do you mean? And people are like, no, Hello Kitty is, yeah, she's just a girl. Oh. Her name is Kitty. Oh, my God. Kitty White, because she's a white kitty, but she's not a kitty. Holy shit. <laughs> well, anyway. okay. Yeah. That just changed everything in my life forever. Good times. Oh, not really. <laughs> but so interesting. <clears throat> uh, Japan has over 150 cat cafes. In addition to Hello Kitty Land, even though she's not a kitty. And so you can play and pet kitties and hang out with them and drink tea. Aww. So they must oh. not have a big allergy, cat allergy problem I, there. I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe they do. They just don't talk about it. Mm. I feel like more Asian countries wear masks and things like that when they're sick or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just like they sacrifice because they love the cat so much. And maybe a lot of people don't have cat allergies. They just think they do. Right. But, oh, actually, and I was totally wrong. Taiwan had the first cat cafe. Oh, Sorry, I forgot I was going to mention this. Okay. Uh, It's called Taipei's Cat Flower Garden. It opened in 1998. Really? That late? I know. There was not one before that? Uh I don't believe it. Well, that's what it says. Huh. All right. Japan has about a dozen cat islands. I'm doing quotes here. Cat islands. Um, a dozen? A dozen. Wow. Yeah. And actually, I kind of looked at a map of Japan. They're kind of all over the place. I'm only going to talk about two of the cat islands and really one because it's uh, related to this documentary that okay. I really liked. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. Oh, my God. We're here. We're like an hour in. Oh, my God. Perfect. I mean, I think Japan just has so many islands that they're like, we just don't need these. Let's just put some cats on them. Just put some cats on there. We're good. Right? I mean, we like cats. Yeah, they're better than goats. Yeah, just give it to the cat. All right. So the first island that I'm going to just mention here is Aoshima. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, it's just when I think of an island, like a sandy island is what I think of. That's just like one giant litter box. (laughs) (laughs) Just just litter everywhere. There's just a big litter box and they just have people going and just scooping litter. Yeah. Like, which is the thing I hate the most in the world. But yeah. This is true. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. So yeah, there's this first one is called Aoshima. It's in Ehime. There are currently as of 2019 six people who live on this island okay you can go and visit but it's like it's like a day trip you can't spend the night there's no restaurants there's no anything it's just like these six people and how many cats oh my god there's like over a hundred the ratio of people to cats is 36 i'm sorry cats to people is 36 to one wow so if you moved there you could own 36 cats and it's totally not hoarding it's just okay it's just okay 
I know you're thinking about this right now, Megan. Because it's a kid. You're like, once my son goes to college. (laughs) So for this island, it's more in the south. Uh, Yeah, it's on the south side of the Japanese archipelago. It is about one mile long. The human population has decreased uh, because there used to be sardine fisheries there. It was like, that's why people live there. Say we're fishing sardines. That's and the cats were like <laughs> the cats were like what we want to live here we're gonna live here too since those fisheries are depleted um, and gone the fish are depleted uh, most people move to bigger cities like left the island that is why there are only six people who live there so back in February of 2018 because all of these people had left and then most of the the population that's there is like very elderly mm-hmm. um, they sent a bunch of uh, vets and folks to go and they spayed and neutered about 210 cats. So I'm sorry, it was more than 100 cats at Raleigh Island. That's right, 36 to 1, 36 times 6. That's a lot of freaking cats. Yes. So they went, they did spay and neuter. Okay, release. good. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, yeah, that's kind of, because at some point there's not going to be anyone left on that island, just the cats, and then who's going to feed them? Fun story, they had spayed those 210 cats, but there's an estimated 10 cats that didn't get captured because there was an old resident who didn't like the program and so they hid the 10 cats (laughs) (laughs) that's the hoarder that's how you figure out hoarders right right it's like this one old guy just has like 10 cats he's like i'm just hiding them over here what cats what are you talking about cats there are no cats here it's just like meow in the background (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i'm just clearing my throat yeah and actually fun uh you know how people say like different noises for different animals in different languages Yes. For cats in Japan, I think they make this sound like, nee, nee, nee. like not a meow. Like the, the people, if you imitate a cat uh-huh. in Japanese, they go, nee, nee. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's. I was like, that's kind of random. And we're like, meow. meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of stuff. All right. That's basically Aoshima. And like I said, if you ever go to this island in Japan, you got to bring your own food and you shouldn't, you know. They, they have a bunch of things about don't bother the residents. But a lot of people go there to take pictures of the cats and feed the cats and love on them and just lay in like a pool of cats. <laughs> just watching your face. Okay. So we're going to talk mostly about this other island, Tashirojima. Okay. And this is, this, there was a film made in 2015 by Landon Donoho, and it was released in 2016, and it is called Cat Heaven Island. Oh, Oh, that sounds like where yeah. you want to go. Tashirojima is this really small island, and it's in the north of Japan in the Miyagi pre- Prefecture. It is, let's see, as of 2015, there are about 80 people who live there, and over 80% of those people are elderly. So in the 50s, there are about 1,000 people who live there of all mm-hmm. ages. They had a school, all the things. Um, the cats were brought to the island way back in the Edo period because they did silkworm farming. And it's like, uh, yeah, they needed cats to get the rodents. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this whole thing about they were going to release the cats, let them free because they wanted them to kill all the rodents. Like, I guess people kept them in their houses to keep rodents Mm -hmm. away. But then it was like getting to be a problem for wherever they stored the silkwood, silkworm Mm -hmm. stuff. And so they let the cats free. And then it's like, you know, all the cats just whatever. They just like live everywhere. Cats everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. All of the farming, all of the silkworm stuff is gone. And now mostly they just have abalone and oyster fishing and some sea cucumber fishing. Okay. Now the cat population is larger than the human population on the island. There are 
no pet dogs on the island due to the large cat population. Like, I think it's not allowed. Really? I mean, I mean there's, there's no dogs. No, There's dogs. a lot of dogs that would be cool with the cats. Saber would love it. But I think the cats might... What if they got cool aggro to the dogs? Oh, yeah, that would... That would be bad news. That would be bad. There are two villages or ports, the Oodomari and Nitoda. Okay. Those are the two villages. And very sadly, and this is kind of a theme for Japan, um, these villages are considered terminal. Uh, there's a name for it in Japanese, Genkai Shuraku, meaning that since more than 50% of the population is over 65 years of age, the villages are probably not going to survive. So I don't know if you remember from like population stuff. Mm-hmm. Back in school, Japan has an inverted population. Like most populations are pyramid shaped. Right. With like a younger population coming up and the older population dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Africa's got that weird. Uh, they have like a dip in there from the AIDS epidemic and a bunch of other stuff. Right. From uh, like then, high mortality. Yeah. And events. then Japan is inverted. So there are less young people than there are old people. And people live to be pretty old there. <laughs> people live to be really. Ever, I swear to God, everyone in this this documentary that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. they're, except for these three younger people who live there, mm-hmm. uh, they're like 80 and up. Wow. And they f- completely function. Well, they have very healthy lifestyles. Yes. And there is like a lot of harmony. But yeah, kind of sad that they had a school that closed in like 1986. Because there were just no more kids. There were no more kids. And they used it as an education center for a while until there was like no point. So it's just kind of like sitting there collecting dust. That's so sad. Everyone should watch this documentary. It's so good. The filming in it is really good. It's very like... I'm just picturing trying to bring the cats into the schoolhouse. <laughs> make them sit. <laughs> just herding cats. Listen, cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be... Literally. Literally. Um, so I mentioned that they do the abalone and oyster fishing. Mm-hmm. There's this super cute scene in there where this guy... Um, Endosan, he's like this older fisherman. And he, at the time, it was like, wasn't the right season for abalone or something. So he was fishing the sea cucumber. And he caught an albino sea cucumber. And he talks about it. It's so cute. It's like this little white sea cucumber. And he's like, I've never found one. No one's ever found one. I'm like 85 years old. And this is the first time I've ever seen one. I'm going to keep it forever. <laughs> like it's, And he puts it back in like this thing and sets it off the side. So he's just going to keep it because he thinks it's good luck. And um, right. that is it's really cute. cute. But he also owns the most famous cat on the island called Chimeco. Okay. Chimico. And she, um, he made her like a little collar. It looks like out of electrical tape wrapped around something. Okay. Right. And um, everyone knows this cat. I guess she's like very famous in Tokyo. Oh. It's like a thing. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. Jen. Wow. They have posters of her. Oh my and he's gosh. talking about it. And he's like this 85 year old like living on this tiny island excited about his albino sea cucumber yeah and he didn't even have electricity until he was like out of high school like they use these oil lamps and his cat is super famous in tokyo but why Uh, i mean i guess the cat island is very famous like people like to go there and but why that cat in particular just because it's that i don't know maybe maybe they just took pictures yeah with him it's possible and that i think it in the video it's the only cat that i saw with a collar on like what did the cat do megan i don't know i want to know like she just exists does she have some special tricks or so the best part of it is that (laughs) when he is referring to her he calls her a he oh but but she's obviously pregnant in a lot of the shots (laughs) like what is all right (laughs) it's all all good he's old yeah like old people can do those things and we just and it's ignore it yeah it's super cute 
But and he loves this cat. He like feeds it and they have a couple scenes with her and she is cute. I mean, she's not any cuter than all the other cats, but she's special to him. Yeah. He's special to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let me tell you about a little bit more of the people who live there. Back in 2011, there was the giant tsunami. I'm sure you might remember this. Yes. Tohoku. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, I had just moved to Hawaii. I think I was there a week. And then there were the tsunami warnings that hit in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I just moved here. We're all going to die. <laughs> That's right. And we were still living pretty close to the shore. We were in the tsunami like we range. Were right outside of it. It was like that golf course was the end of the range. And then Yes. But we I was think I we still ended pregnant up staying- that time? Yes. Oh. And yeah. I was like, We're all dying. That <laughs> <laughs> I just got we I was like one week. I think you were like that. Yeah. Your son was still so he's like two. He was two. And I was or just like, what something gonna happen? Like, do we need to do something? Yeah, you were like, should we go somewhere? And I, I was mean, like, oh my god, Jen. <laughs> like our personalities are so extremely like, different. I'm like packing up everything we own. I'm like, let's get in the car, we have to go to the highest point. And you're like, Yeah, but I mean it's, it's probably, just a warning. It's probably okay. It's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, look online to see where the thing is. Yeah. Yeah. So but for Japan that was the largest tsunami they'd ever had. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And, and for this... We are going to talk about uh, that in another episode. Well, yeah. For this island, it actually washed out the one of the bigger ports where they all the fishing boats went from. And uh-huh. there was like a whole factory. This thing, it was like kind of thriving at the mm-hmm. time. It washed it out and sunk all of the infrastructure. So the government of Japan sent these folks to go there and rebuild it uh-huh. and kind of help out. There's this one woman. Um, I don't think they say her name on the, the documentary. But every day, every day, Jen, because those construction guys, they like live there. Mm-hmm. Actually, the construction boss, Kuroto-san, he lives inside his own office. He doesn't even have a sink. He just lives there and like, because wow. he really wants to help these people. Did, they have like Were nothing. they all okay? The one lady was talking about how the cats knew way before people did that the tsunami was coming and fucking took off. Yes. Yeah. Animals are... They're, yeah, they're on it. They didn't talk about too much about the people who died. There was one fisherman who talked about his brother mm-hmm. that had been down by the docks and they didn't find him for a number of weeks. Oh, and then they did eventually find him and they identified him by his dental records. Mm-hmm. And he was very sad because they couldn't cremate him there on the island. They had to take him to another prefecture mm. and get him cremated and I'm not super up on cremation practices. And I can imagine that's already very difficult. I know cremation is very important to Japanese culture, but I'm sure having to transport his body and go through all of that was just... Yeah. So, and people were talking about how they were lucky they were like inside their houses and they had to kind of get to high ground, that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. they don't really talk too much about it except for the damage to that port and that they wanted to repair it Mm -hmm. and that the cats stayed away for... People really focus on the cats a lot. There's this really nice phrase. Wait, how many cats are on that island again? I'm sorry. Like 150. Okay. Yeah. That's actually not that many. It's not that bad. For an island. I'm just saying. There's hoarders that have more than that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In a house. Yeah, inside a house. So yeah, there's this vet who comes to the island. Her name is Kiyomi Kress, Dr. Kiyomi Kress. Mm -hmm. And she says that the people who live on this island, the taking care of the cats melts into their daily life. Like, it's just something that they all do. They all love the cats. 
their good luck. They feel um, connected to them. Mm -hmm. They all know every cat that they take care of. Well, I get it. I mean, we take care of our cats. It melts into your life, whether you like it or not. (laughs) This is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when they're yelling at you to eat. So there's this this construction crew that's there. And there's a scene where there's a really bad storm because they're in the north of Japan. So it's freaking cold. The winters are like crazy. Right. During this winter storm, one of the boats um, gets flipped over. Uh, No one's on it. It's just like out in the the bay area or whatever. It gets flipped over. And the construction guys, it's like it's I don't even think it's their work day. And they go out and they get their equipment and they go flip the boat. And there's all this talk. I mean, the whole movie is really about community aspect Mm -hmm. of the people who live on this island. And even though a lot of the older people talk about like, oh, they have all these great memories of growing up there. And, you know, their kids want them to move to Tokyo or wherever their kids have moved to. And they're like, no, like this island. Yeah, this is where I want to be. I have these animals to take care of. And I I bet they do feel that obligation that if they left, what would happen to the cats? What would happen to them? Yes. This vet, uh, Dr. Kress, and then a photographer, Yashinao Tanaka, Mm -hmm. Tanaka-san, um, they go around and they take photographs of every cat and they give them vaccinations and they do health checkups and they now have a record of all the different cats. And so every year, I guess he was going out, Tanaka-san was going out to document the cats for, I think he went there for like 18 months. He like li- basically lived on the island right. for a while documenting all the cats because he was really interested in in like kind of the culture of why people are taking care of these cats. And and so he, he did these books, these uh, photographic essays of mm-hmm. all the cats Aww. and so and then this yeah this vet came out and they did all these all these uh medical procedures they don't do any spay and neutering which i was like all right <laughs> i mean really nope yeah oh, they just do vaccinations um and everyone kind of talks about like when the new cats come and and if cats are born in the spring and summer they're like the best kind of cats and and i'm thinking like wow you guys really just like don't well, especially if they're talking about that it's a terminal island yeah. and those people will be gone someday, then mm-hmm. what's going to happen with all the cats? Right. So at some point, there was this manga. Uh, so if you don't know what manga is, it's basically like comics. I mean, it's more than that. But if we're going to put it in like simplistic terms, it's like comic books in Japan, like okay. art, like graphic novels, if you will. But it's very popular. It's be- manga has been around forever. It's a big thing. Storytelling in Japan. Yes. And there was this very famous manga artist, Shotaru Ishinomori. He had planned to move there. So they built these manga-themed lodges, and they look like cats. It's like a giant building that looks like a cat. And you can stay in it. It's a cabin. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm totally going there. No, it's happening. We're just, we're going to Japan. Jen. Oh, okay. Next week. Um. Anyway, he died right before he was going to go live there on this island. Aw. Yeah, really sad. Inside the lodges, though, are like different portraits uh, drawn by different manga artists. I think at some point they had planned for this island to be more of like a tourism draw. Mm-hmm. And that some people actually refer to it as Manga Island and not its island name. We live pretty close to Japan. Yeah. I mean, so it's like a three hour flight. Three hour tour. It is. Yeah. We can just hop on over. Go see all, all the, the things yes yeah we the only that. you know the only downside to this island is that it's freaking cold i mean because it's north northern japan that's okay it's like have snowy. You, it, it gets cold there have you been to japan yet i have never been oh my god i've been twice did you love it i loved it so much i spent yeah. a couple of weeks there right when uh, we finished peace corps right i was in nagasaki and it was just 
beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I did go to the memorial there, which was yeah. super sad, um, but made a lot of friends and ate a lot of interesting things. And then um, and then a few years later, I gave a presentation on sea turtles and I was invited to the university in um, mm. Kobe. Oh, cool. So there was, uh, they have a really cool aquarium there mm-hmm. and we got to stay by it and see sea turtles and give presentations. Pretty cool. That's very cool. It was great. Every time I go there and I want to go back because I want to take, um, we want to take our kids. Yeah. But they want to go to the Disney World land. And yeah. what's crazy is um, the the times, the fir- especially the first time I went, the people who were taking us kind of around everywhere to see everything yeah. did not speak any English and we spoke zero Japanese and yeah. we still managed to hang the whole day yeah. and get by That's with amazing. just kind of like sign language ish. Yeah. And just like, but it was like, it was so fun and it was, they're just the nicest people yes. ever. I um, definitely know that if I take my son to Japan, we're going to see our former roommate's family. Yes. Her family came and stayed. We had this tiny, you were there, yes. tiny apartment. Uh-huh in hawaii and it was like i had i shared a room with my son and then she had her room and her parents and then these two friends came and they all stayed in her bedroom and i was like are you sure like should we get and they were like we're good they're like we're good this is how she's like this is how i grew up we all just sleep in the same room we all have futong on the on the floor Uh like no big deal yeah and i was like what it's so normal out in, yeah. in the islands, like Asia Pacific area. That's like true. everybody stays together. Yeah. Well, it's it kind of almost feels like safer that way. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the one thing that I couldn't deal with was would definitely be the cold. And uh, they talk about the cats are kind of like the people, like they need each other. Like mm-hmm. the people on this island need each other to survive. And th- that's why they get along so well. That's why everybody knows everybody and they have this community aspect and the cats are exactly the same. Um, they say that when the winter comes in, it's like really harsh. Uh, the cats make these uh, neko dango, which is it literally means cat cakes. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> they all kind of like stick together. Cat cakes. It's and like they all like huddle together. Is it like a like a fur puddle or like a fur puddle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what my cats do every night. I mean, it's really warm. I can tell you that much. So yeah. Like lay on top of you. Yeah. When you have all the animals laying all over you God. and you can't move. They're like anything. strategically placed so that you're like in like, <laughs> you like, know, like, like a chalk outline on the floor <laughs> and you're like, fuck, <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. The vet and then Tanaka-san, the photographer, they went and made some like cat boxes for them for during the winter, which really helped out. Oh, yeah. Summer. So and people bring the cats in, um, but they kind of just let them do their thing. There, There is, I guess, an issue after the tsunami. They talked about how. Um, now there's this huge crow population on the island. So random. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, oh, that means the cats are going to eat the crows. But apparently crows are like way too smart for that shit. And so they are competing with the cats. And everyone is really sad for the cats that, you know, like if a crow comes and like steals a fish that the cat is eating, they're like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> like part of me is like, let's like a little bit backwards. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm definitely not pro outdoor cat. Like I want to see that island, and I want to pet every cat there. Right, right. But there's, there's a little, you're a little conflicted. In yeah, some I'm ways. conflicted. Yeah, because outdoor cat. Mm. But that's you know that's what that's what they're doing. It's Cat Island. They can't all be inside or wearing wearing bells. <laughs> Speaking of bells, um, every day on this island at 7 a.m., noon, and 5 p.m., there are these chimes that play, and they have these little speakers over every house, Jen. 
and the chimes play so everybody knows what time it is. Oh. And this cute little old lady was like, and that's how I go to sleep at night. And I was like, at 5 p.m.? Like, what the? <laughs> that's really early. They eat, look. <laughs> they eat, they eat their too. They eat their jello. <laughs> they have their tea at like four. Yeah. And then in bed by five. That's Bedtime. an old person thing. And I feel like it's totally okay. And I'm going to do that. I'm into it. If I could do it now, I would. When I live on this island and I'm 80. That's (laughs) that's good. (laughs) So there's the shopkeeper. I might have mentioned there's one shop on the island. And there's a shopkeeper. Her name is Kako. Kako-san. And she has kind of like a mother-son relationship with this. There are three young, quote, helpers who live on the island. Okay. They're they're just like maybe in their late 20s, mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. And they go around and they just help people do stuff that they can't do anymore. Wow. We just and- need to move to Japan. I mean... Really? Dude, for serious. So this, this one of the helpers, his name is Yuta-san, and he helps take care of the shrine. So there's this big shrine, and the family who used to take care of it, either they're not there anymore, or they're older and they can't take care of it anymore. So he takes care of it. So the shrine is really important. It's called uh, Neko Jinja. Mm-hmm. And it's in the middle of the island, kind of between those two villages that I had mentioned earlier. Okay. Right. I love here. I love shrines. I appreciate yeah. the effort and the thought put into a shrine. Well, and and our roommate gave us these little lions, you know, mm-hmm. the Japanese lions. You're supposed to keep them in your house. And there's two of each kind. They make different faces. Okay. And you have to set them in a certain way. And she explained everything. And she had these like little things, these like little statues, that kind of stuff. And she would explain why for each one. And I was like, wow, everything has like a and even in this documentary, everyone has like a ton of cat statues, art depicting cats, and it's all for like a purpose. Yes. Like at first, I remember watching it and being like, is everyone hoarding these things? Like why? But it's like everything has a purpose. And I Yes. I Japan that. is full of cute knickknack things that have meaning. Meaning. Yes. Yeah. I went to a sh- shrine in Kobe. The guy who took us on the tour. Yeah. And we had like this special food and it was like a special event that was happening and I was super nervous and I ended up buying a bracelet that I'm actually wearing right now. Oh, hey. And I got it at the shrine and my Japanese friend that I paddle with, Mm -hmm. she was like, that's really special and don't ever lose it. Oh my God. So I'm really careful with it. But I feel like it does. It's like, you know, it's it's special. It's a good look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they were um, doing the farming for the silkworms and stuff, fixed net fishermen used to come to the island. This is way back in the Edo period. So the shrine has been around forever, Jen. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, even the even the islanders here there now when the when the documentarian asked them like, "Do you remember building the shrine?" They're like, "No, man, it's been there forever." Yeah. It's there it's there from the Edo period. Wow. These fishermen would come and do like fish around and they would stay on the island overnight. And the cats would go to the inns where the fishermen were staying and beg mm-hmm. for scraps and they would feed them. And then the fishermen were like super, I guess they would become very fond of the cats because cats are amazing. Mm-hmm. They would then watch the cats really closely. And this is kind of going back to that tsunami, right? They would watch the cats and be like, what are the cats doing? Maybe the way they're acting is because of weather that might be coming. Oh, And right. so they considered them to be kind of like predictors of weather and yeah. fish patterns. And then there's this story that one day when the fishermen were collecting rocks to use the fixed nets, a stray rock fell in and killed one of the cats. Aww. Very sad. And the fisherman, he felt really sad for the loss of the cat, buried it and enshrined it. And that's where the shrine came from. Oh, interesting. So sweet. He so, felt real bad. Yeah, he did. 
Um, and then in that prefecture that the island is part of, the Miyagi prefecture, there are 51 stone monuments in the shape of cats, which Jeez. apparently is a, an unusually high number. That seems like it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, it's Cat Island. That's so. a lot. They have this giant cat statue that's a giant cat made up of cats. What? And it was used for festivals. Okay, so there's this whole Like made history. from cat, dead cats? No, 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 no. It's, it, it's like... I don't know if it's ceramic or it's some kind of material. Oh, I think you meant like there's like oh, yeah, no, not dead made of- cats <laughs> and they made like this statue. I'm like, oh my God. Ew. That's disgusting. No. Yeah. Um, it's this- it's just like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kind of material. It's hollow inside. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole tradition of spirits mm-hmm. going into objects uh, for festivals. And so you have like an object that everyone will carry around. And the idea is that the spirit will come into the object and it'll make it easier to carry. And like, you know, you could have this festival and then at the end you're supposed to destroy it. But they had on the island, they had this giant statue made, I think it's made up of 50 cats, images of cats made into a big cat. So right. like it's, its ears are two cats sitting backwards. I get you. I got yeah. you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll put a picture of it. <laughs> After they had used it in the festival, they decided not to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So they kept it for years and years. But now everyone is too old to lift it. And then the tsunami came and it knocked it over. Aww. And so it's just kind of like there. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, it's this, I, that was one of the cooler things from this island. It's like this giant statue of. I love it. You got to put a picture of that up. Yeah. The documentary, like I said, kind of just talks about the people who live there and the cats and how they interact that they have all these memories of these festivals that they used to do and all these fun times. And then in the end, they have a barbecue. And they... they barbecue cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <sighs> they take the bones and make a giant statue. Oh it's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a messed up. <laughs> no, they have a barbecue uh, and it's mostly fish and like squid and stuff. And You're right, abalone. Abalone. Yeah. And oysters. And Anyway, so... Uh, and all of the residents come up and it's like they invited a bunch of young people mm-hmm. to the island to kind of be like hey they're bringing the party over yeah and they're like come in you know like hang out and look at this island it's that's so beautiful awesome. yeah so you should go during that time well for sure well that's definitely it was like spring everyone's still wearing jackets so yeah i was like i'm yeah i'll have to go there in summer but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh it was nice it's a nice video nothing crazy other than the tsunami happening and that mm-hmm. they had lost, I guess someone had figured out that they had lost a number of cats during the tsunami. I guess those were like the slower, fatter cats that didn't get out. That would have been enough. our cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Panda would have just been laying there like, what's the big deal? Just floated away just on the, <laughs> the <laughs> wave. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very good documentary. Cat Heaven Island. You should go and watch it. Well, for all you cat lovers, this one was for you. Oh, God. But I do have... So, Megan... I know we talked about the show, the podcast Criminal, which I love, Phoebe. Phoebe Judge. Phoebe Judge. And she also has a podcast called This Is Love. I don't know if you've ever listened to any of those. I have listened to it. But it's great. I love it. I love love her. Anyway, there was an episode uh, from May of 2019, and I listened to this like a long time ago, Mm -hmm. called Sylvia and the Cats. And it's in, it's this, they visited basically these ancient ruins in Rome where they speak to this lady sylvia viviani uh-huh. and she co-founded the torre argentina cat sanctuary in 1994 
And it's a really cool, there's like 130 like old or sick or disabled cats that they take care of. What? And it's in this old, um, so basically it's this archaeological like ancient temple and it's where Julius Caesar was betrayed and killed. Oh, actually, I think they talk about that in this documentary. There's this photographer, this girl uh-huh. who photographs cats everywhere. And she's been to Rome and yeah. photographed. It's like underground. Yeah. Yeah. And she kind of talks about it. So they keep it at this ancient site. And there's these ladies that they take care of these cats and do spay and neuter. And just that's what they do. And All she events. went down and took care or went to interview these ladies. And what's funny is Phoebe is not like not a cat person. <laughs> And she's kind of scared of cats. Oh, my God. And it's just funny because she's just like, oh, God, that one just jumped over here. Is it going <laughs> to do I pet it? You know, it's just like hilarious. What do I do? But it's a really. So anyway, podcasts. Listen That's to fine. This is Love. Listen to all the episodes because they're great. But that one is if you love cats or it's it's still it's a cool story. I do love cats. Yeah. I just want we know. <laughs> um, If you didn't if you, know, you now, you know, tell. Megan loves cats. Listen, I know this might be a boring thing. Nothing. I mean. It is weird. All right. Let me just put it. it, 150 cats that just live out. I mean, it's definitely more than that. It's an island for cats. It's an island for cats. And the people are devoted to the cats. That's weird. It's unusual. It's cool. I think it would, for a lot of listeners that do really love cats, like it might be like a destination. Oh, for sure. Like for me, I want to go to see the orangutans in Borneo. Oh, well, yeah. That's like my bucket list. Let's, let's, I want to go donate lots of money and go and... Let's go to Cat Island. Okay. And then right after that, we'll go to Borneo. Okay. Done and done. But I feel like that was a great story, Megan. Um, I will and also, I love that you love cats. Uh, yeah. I'm an equal opportunity cat, dog. Dog lover. That's yeah, true. I'm cool. Chicken. Chickens. Um, well, chickens are kind of... <laughs> that's a whole other category of sure, love. Sure, sure. Or my chickens. Love. Yeah. There is another movie that I love because it talks about the stories of these like lives of cats, mm-hmm. like kind of the unknown lives of cats. Right. You're talking about it's called Kedi, K-E-D-I. It's about Turkish cats. The thing I think I like the most about this documentary and pretty much any documentary I've seen about domesticated cats is the relationship between people and cats and how even though cats haven't physically changed that much, Mm -hmm. right, over the years, they're basically the same. Right. They still appreciate us and we appreciate them on some level. Yeah. And there's something about that. Yeah. They're, they are resourceful animals. Yeah. They're funny. They're They're cool. Yeah, my suggestion to everyone, and we'll put up a link for our local adoption shelter here in Guam. Nice. Um, But my suggestion for everyone is to go find uh, an ASPCA accredited whatever or or just a local shelter. Feline sanctuary. Feline anything. Mm -hmm. And go donate your time or some freaking cat food or a cat tree or something. Kitty litter. Money. Yeah, go adopt a cat. Or Adopt a cat and go they're get warm. go get one of those old fat ones. Oh, because they're the best the old cats. Yeah, yeah. I I mean Nacho. Not that we don't love kittens and they need homes adorable. too, but those older guys hanging out that got dumped. Yeah, they need homes. I usually adopt old. I've adopted all my cats older. They can live uh, what a little over twenty years. Yeah, usually typically longer than dogs because they're smaller. They have yeah less shit going on i just like them when they're already big and fat and they can't yeah. climb up my curtains but true unfortunately my cat still manages to kittens, do that kittens are a lot they're a lot of like 3 a.m running and but. they're they're so cute though they're so cute it's just a lot of work it is yeah it's true but and do it little. but yeah so and get and if you get one get two because they like to be they like to have a partner they like to cuddle yeah 
Yeah, always. That's and if you have two, just have three. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? And four just evens it out. I would have more cats if my husband was into it. He's just like, no. He's like, when no, we have it's... a bigger house, you can get more cats. You can have a cat room. Can I tell you something? Yes. You're going to die when you hear this. So we're doing some renovations around our house. Mm-hmm. And we're making eventually going to make this side porch on the outside um, of our house yes and he you know we're kind of talking about it and you know we're gonna it, go use that side of the house more because right now there's just nothing over there yeah and so he was like you know we could do like a half wall and then do like a screen like it's almost like a screened in porch uh-huh. he's like in that way uh newman could hang out out there oh my god and i was like i just stared at him like <laughs> for a second i'm like are you really talking about making a porch for our cat <laughs> and then you just cried he's like well i think it would be nice since he, he probably wants to go out sit outside sometimes and i was like who are you what have you done with my husband did you call megan and ask her <laughs> did megan say something did to you s- what it was i was so confused and kind of like oh he wants to make a catio he d- <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i'm like does that mean we can get more if we have a catio like, what if we have a catio just for cats like could they just we have a pretty big yard i mean we could extend it all the way out i don't know i'm just saying. you'd have like a chicken coop that's like a giant one with like yeah just... well first is the chicken coop right cause... and then the catio yeah anyway it was that's pretty so funny. funny i thought you would appreciate that i love that because my husband is not a cat guy he is not a cat guy <laughs> no no not into the cats no i mean he grew but... up on a small island and they just didn't they don't have the same not the kind of island that i've been talking about <laughs> not a cat island like yeah. just an island in the pacific cats and dogs were just there he doesn't have that thinking like a, the western culture thinking of right animals cuddly, cuddly. yeah but I appreciate how much effort he's put into. That's a lot of caring I'm for my super impressed my all my animals. But he did bring me the chickens, and I was like, "You brought chickens, and now I love my chickens." You love them so much. I love them so much. I kiss them each every day. It's so adorable. <laughs> Not like on the mouth, but like right on the top of their salmonella. head. Salmonella. <laughs> I love them. If I could die of salmonella, and I would be like, I would be okay with it. I'm like, wow. Here lies Jen. She loved her chickens. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> They're so sweet. Anyway. They are so sweet. Get some chickens. They make, they make some noises. So, okay. So, you know, we always talk about emergency preparedness kits. I'm going to I'm gonna say, Jen, that when when you're thinking about today's emergency preparedness kit. Oh, right. Deal, I, I want you to think of it in context of that tsunami that, I mean, it kind of destroyed the way of life for the people who live there mm-hmm. and for the cats for a period of time. I mean, it's changed um, the ability of everyone there to take care of the cats. It, it probably will have some kind of... Uh, uh, domino effect. Why are you getting so serious now? Life. I don't even, I'm not I'm even sorry. like, I don't know what to, to do. I'm... I know this, I know I kind of like just skimmed over the tsunami, but it was devastating. And I'm just wondering what you would. Well, I mean, is that too, is that, it's a little, it's a little dark and serious because I was thinking they should just have more curtains on the shrine so they can climb up and get <laughs> well, yeah, out let's of go the, there. Let's go there. get out of the wave. Way. Yeah. You know, because it sounds like the people, you know, most of, they sound like they're okay other than they were the okay. one unfortunate yeah. uh, brother. But I mean, I feel like, you know, they just needed, they needed more curtains to climb. Sure, sure, sure. That, I mean, that's one thing. If we're thinking of the cats, but usually we're talking about like human. Right. I feel like everybody um, should have those, what are those like cat carriers with the glass, <laughs> like the clear, like. With the dome thing on the, the back. The dome thing on the back that they can see out of. The cats, so they, yeah, I like it. 
So I think we found it. It's called a bubble cat carrier and you can carry them on your backpack and it's like there's a window. And they can just look out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I would for, you know, the people on the island, it kind of suits them both. You'd need 150. That's okay. You could pack <laughs> them in there and they could just have rid the wave like road. On the- <laughs> it's like a little. Like a little boat. Like a little boat. I, I think some bubble cat carriers and maybe um curtains for the shrine more curtains a lot more curtains i did like this one scene where uh utah the younger one of the younger guys he's walking up to the shrine and he explains how you you give thanks to the shrine and everything and then there's like this cat who's just like rubbing all over the door of the shrine (laughs) and it's like it's like you really can't go up there it's yeah kind of like a but the cat's like just rubbing its ass all over the shrine (laughs) And I was like, oh, God, that's... Cats just always put their ass in your face, too. Everywhere. It's just oh. everything that I own has cat ass on it. You just know because they sit on everything and their ass is just like flat on They're it. Like, <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this is, there's got to be something on your ass. I mean, right. it's not like it's perfectly clean and sanitized. <laughs> well, definitely not mine. You got to love them. We've just been like living in cat ass <laughs> all this time. So if I got you one of those bubble cat carriers, would you use it? <laughs> i would probably i would probably use it for panda because he whenever i put the harness on he just falls to the side but here's the thing <laughs> megan yes you're still single <laughs> so therefore i'm not getting you the bubble cat carrier because what are you trying to say <laughs> what i'm trying to say is first i told you no more cats which is kind of my fault that you have more cats but anyway you were because- like you were like no more cats you you're like you have two cats no more cats till you get a boyfriend yeah. i was like okay and then i snuck a third one actually i snuck in two yeah then we lost one lost one then there's then another one now i have again four so god damn it <laughs> but you gave me that last one i know so i know it's, you, it's your bad it was that. my bad but still <laughs> no bubble cat carrier until you have a boyfriend and and hopefully if you would get a boyfriend that also loved cats as much as you do and you could each carry a bubble so you could have like right you need like a double carrier like yeah. those kids with a double or those people with a double stroller right and then you could each have two cats <laughs> in each one. Oh my god there's gotta be there's gotta be a guy out there i'm sure we need like a lumberjack guy yeah, with a, a, a beard, nice beard but is super squishy inside and has like love of loves cats yeah is yeah. there that guy out there and, and who's preferably liberal but yes <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Right. Got to be, you know, for all of our listeners, there's got to be, there's got to be that guy. If you know him, send him over to Guam. (laughs) Hard to do a long distance relationship in Guam. Yeah, that's too far. Yeah, it's like a different day and all. Plus, you know, they have to meet the cats. Yeah. It's very important. Because if the cats don't like him, it's like, it's a deal breaker. That's a a big no. Totally. Anyway, well, thank you for the story. I loved it. (laughs) It was I hope it wasn't too boring. It wasn't it wasn't as a uh, life threatening. No life threatening, but super cute and sweet. It's so we can throw those in every now and then. It's still yeah. about animals and people. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. We're mm-hmm. still in our realm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still there. Well, thank you. And um until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.